everyone. Welcome to the One Piece Netflix spoiler cast and review from Gigaboots.com. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. I've got a cool title card for that. Chris Wolfhard. I'm going to crumple up the title card. And Dr. Agro. Dreamin'. This time, as the title clearly implies, we watched all of the first season, hopefully not the only, of One Piece Netflix, the best anime adaptation from Netflix since Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Maybe the best one ever. Just because something's technically true doesn't mean you should say it. <laughs> technically true. Factually accurate statement. Do not think about implications. For anyone who hasn't watched one of our spoiler casts before, what we're going to do is a couple sentence summary at the beginning, rounding up each of our feelings individually and following that up with some sort of a guttural sound that summarizes how we felt watching this. Then once we're past that, we talk about specific anecdotes, thoughts on the thing overall, generally just comparing and contrasting our views. And then at the end, you get the summary reviews and score out of 10, the very important number. <laughs> So, let's get to it. We're going to go ahead and start with Dr. Agro. Dr. Agro, what did you think? Netflix's adaptation of One Piece is a latter-day miracle in the context in which it was born. There were cameras pointed at things and actors who said lines that were enjoyable. Uh, I give it a yayo yayo. Chris Wolfhard. Yeah, once again... We have watched a streaming thing that did not make me want to self-harm. <laughs> uh, in fact, I was routinely impressed that the things I was seeing were real, like they existed it's somewhere on a set and were not just terrible VFX shot after terrible VFX shot. So I'm going to give it a, ooh, Bob. I feel like they accomplished doing something that felt like One Piece, which is <laughs> not what I expected. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a, ooh, and uh, I'll go last. One Piece Netflix is possibly one of the only live-action adaptations of an anime, especially with a Western production house, that hasn't made me feel like I got a foodborne illness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a hmm. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the details, comparing the nitty-gritty, talking about the episodes and etc., uh, as a Cowboy Bebop fan, I couldn't stop being bitter the whole time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, um, the, the, the scene in the bar where Zoro starts fucking up Marines, uh -huh. I literally felt old wounds being lifted <laughs> out of my soul. The healing process begin in earnest. <laughs> Every time a combat sequence would begin and they would have any idea of how a character might battle other people. And then they had a sequence planned around that. I just went, what, what was, what was with Bebop? What, what was that? What was that about? What was any of this? Uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I didn't watch any of the material leading up to this. People were like, there's a new trailer. There's a thing. And I'm like, I'm saving myself for marriage. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to know until I'm trapped in that cave called One Piece Netflix. Thank you very much. Oh my! You know, you made like that. That first trailer um, left me terrified. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not looking forward to it. They had that shot of Buggy that looked exactly like the shot of Ed at the end of Bebop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one who went in kind of hopeful. Because, like, those trailers I thought were pretty impressive, honestly. 
I, compared to the other things we'd see. The funny thing is I saw pictures, people screen capping and making memes out of Buggy in that trailer. And that didn't get me. When Buggy appeared on, uh, what was it, Instagram or whatever, <laughs> yes. and they just pasted him on the dashboard <laughs> and everyone started posting how he's just there. <laughs> That's when I started to feel a deep terror. <laughs> it's fair. Let me see if I can get that image real quick. Is it Tumblr Buggy? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Just there fucking watching you. Yeah, he's just in the corner the whole time. Just oh. like, hey, what's up? I like these pictures you're looking at of Tumblr. <laughs> oh my god. All I could think the whole time seeing that was, if I didn't know what this was, there's no way I would want to. <laughs> yeah, like, um, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't need whatever Skittles rainbow Joker this is. <laughs> yeah, Joker was an interesting direction for Buggy. Yeah, I Buggy gets onto the screen and I I as as the episode continues, I love him. His performance, everything about him. I'm like, the Joker has done so much for culture. <laughs> <laughs> I have no frame of reference for original One Piece, which I guess we should get into. I have a hilarious trend of watching the live action adaptations of things before I watch those things. Like with Bleach. <laughs> uh, Bob, oh, what is your exposure to One Piece? I've watched the anime up to like, I don't know, several seasons past this. Okay. Uh, Chris. I watched the anime up till several seasons past this and I've read all of the mangas like three times. Dr. Agro. I bought the first 22 volumes of the manga as they were coming out and haven't reread it in like 15 years. So I have no faith, no, no remote idea of how faithful this is to the original material other than every one of these characters acting like themselves to the extent that a combat sequence broke out and I saw Luffy fight and I saw Sanji fight and I went, hey, they're just like they are in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be pretty on point at that rate, right? It's amazing what happens when the creator actually vets your casting choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really the strength of this adaptation is that they there is a lot of stuff that's different. They did a lot of mix and matching with the timeline and events and who was where. But every moment they needed to hit, they hit it perfectly. And every character was that character. It was astounding. Yeah, the performances here are really, really great. I don't know, like, from watching it, a single actor in this. Like, I, if I know them from something else, I outright did not recognize them. But all of these performances are stellar. They really knocked it out of the park with this cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're almost all unknowns, which is good. I wouldn't want to be fucking distracted and thinking, oh, that's this actor I've seen a million times as this really well-established anime character. Like, that's just weird. Yeah, I think the only thing I I recognized was the voiceover guy at the very yes, start. because it's Winston from John Wick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I assume it's the same one in the anime. That's what it is in the Japanese version, which Netflix defaulted me to because I had been watching anime. And I'm like, you don't have some kind of censor to default to the native language of the thing? <laughs> no. I'm watching. No, because that would upset uh, hardcore weeaboos who would be like, no, this is anime. I want the Japanese. And it's like, <laughs> actually, it's a Western production. And they would just get pissed. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I highly doubt uh, Winston from John Wick narrated One Piece, but uh, it, is, it is in the realm of possibilities. <laughs> uh, really, though, absolutely stellar. The fact that the material takes itself completely seriously. There's no like, is this zany wink moment in the entire thing? <laughs> that helps so fucking much. God does yeah. it ever. Yeah, they do a little it's one, one thing to ground it. Uh -huh. Like, oh, Zoro doesn't want to call attack names, but everyone else is saying, no, that's cool. Right. And that's funny. That's funny as a through line to have everyone else individually have decided, nah, that's a cool thing. Because they're right. That's a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like a lot of other genres that really prove that you can do any silly bullshit in the world. But as long as you commit to it and play it straight, you can have your vice admiral put on a weird animal hat like <laughs> and it's fine he's still a badass because you committed they should have gone further i really wish it had been as extreme as it is in the anime where it's covering his entire his eyes <laughs> like it looks like he's wearing like a bearskin rug but it's a dog <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest as the person who has no exposure to one piece barely even looked at a video game for one piece before this the only thing I came out of this entire season going, what's the deal with that was Nezumi. I'm like, so, so he's a rat person with, <laughs> yeah, he has a rat motif. All the like leaders <laughs> of the Marines have yeah. animal motifs, but he has like whiskers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a really shitty mustache. It's a really <laughs> shitty mustache. Oh Didn't you not notice how much he sucked? <laughs> I mean, he does suck. He just really, really, that's his major character trait. Speaking of which, uh, like, once again, no experience with the original source material, but there is definitely really good spaces to write in this material. Like, there are so many layers of the different corruptions and what it means to be, you know, justice, things like that, that are really cool to explore in these meaningful but not overwrought and overstaying its welcome sort of ways throughout this season. Yeah, I think they didn't do as well as the original does at some points. Like, they didn't put as much into how bad of a person Axe Hand was in the first episode. <laughs> like, they, they did kind of arrest him without us seeing... Yeah, no, he oppressed the town and basically made everyone his slave. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that my one big problem with it is that may, it might... It, like, ten episodes might have helped. Yeah, it really mm. did need just a little more time for certain things. But at the same time, they added stuff that I actually think is delightful and elevates the material. Like in, mm -hmm. in the in the original series, Zoro doesn't give uh, Helmeppo that tragic haircut. He just has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was confused when he showed up and I'm like, is this are are we parading vicious? Are we really doing that? Yeah, that that was really weird. And then Zoro's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to do something worse than killing you. And then we see next time we see him, he has that haircut. Yeah, we get to see uh, interesting stuff like the first time that Zoro meets the Baroque works, because that's something that comes up like in later seasons. We hear him talk about it, but we never actually see it. Mm -hmm. And they did little things like that where they added in backstory that we know should be there mm -hmm. but now we actually see it see i suspected that was what was happening um as you know they throw zoro in a fucking well and then they go flashback to that one time a girl owned you <laughs> strangely that's actually better set up than it is in the anime <laughs> what he's just sitting on the boat sleeping and then remembers <laughs> yeah <laughs> hmm 
I don't, I don't know which one's more telling about a person's character, lively uh, ruminating on it or just getting owned and then immediately flashing back PTSD style. Okay, Dan, I want you to guess mm. how many chapters do you think pass before we find out fucking anything about Garp? Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. at first he's we because because One Piece has these things called cover stories, uh huh, where you'll get one panel of a story each week for like twelve weeks with little captions, like that'll be the front the chapter title page, and he originally appeared there like. A hundred chapters in, what? but we still didn't know anything about him. Are you serious? Yeah, mm -hmm. as far as I've watched, I didn't know about the whole grandpa thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think they reveal that until like 350 chapters. Good lord. Into the manga, it is after like one of a, like a really fucking. No, I'm sorry. It's closer to 400. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually really cool that and I was wondering if they did that, um, taking story elements from much, much later in it that are core to these characters and the interactions with the world and just bringing them to the fore in a way that seems really natural. Because, yeah, none of none of the storytelling here seems unnaturally put together, which is a great accomplishment. I'm not thinking about Bebop Netflix. <laughs> I I promise. <laughs> I looked it up. Uh, the first time that we find out anything about Garp, because up until that point, he's wearing the dog mask the whole, every time you see him. We don't even know what he looks like. It is chapter 431 or episode 313. <laughs> <laughs> so as you might have ascertained by that, uh, the entire Garp, Helmeppo, and Kobe subplot invented out of whole cloth. Actually, the uh, the Helmeppo and Garp stuff was from the initial Garp title story, like cover story, because it was about mm -hmm. those two. Right. And it ended with them meeting Garp and like becoming his protégés. But we still didn't know anything about this dude. Mm hmm. Wow. He just showed up 430 chapters in. Like, remember me from the cover story seven years ago? I I'm the main character's grandpa. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really worried about them doing this AB style plot with switching back between him and Luffy. But then when they did that reveal of, yeah, I know he's. He's his granddad. I was like, oh, you actually doing something with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I too was like, oh man, I'm so tired of watching streaming shows where they need to set up at least two to three storylines and keep cutting with no purpose or intent. And here it works. Like they that it actually felt well earned in the storylines pacing and everything. I'm like, oh thank God. I don't just want to cut to the council. <laughs> <laughs> I get enough of that over at Chugging Bleach. <laughs> Admiral's meeting. Captain's <laughs> meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoy a lot of aspects of the show. Uh, it is really weird when you hit episode three and the director changes and you can tell because now everything's on a hyper wide angle lens and cameras up in their face. Uh, yeah. Some of those pans were getting into like Shaw scope territory. <laughs> Yeah, it did just become hard to watch even. <laughs> but overall, I thought it looked really good. It's just a couple jarring moments, uh, a couple weird shots, and the couple green screen sets they do rely upon, like the specific dock area where they fight, where it's like half real, half not. But one thing I actually don't like, just to get into the critical a little bit here, I think the music is really overwrought at times. Like, sometimes it's also tonally mismatching, where it will be... A sad moment in the story, but 
it'll sound like they went to Storyblocks and downloaded inspirational music. It's really bizarre how many times it did something like that. Yeah, I get that there's like copyright and, sh and rights issues in that, but they really should have done rearrangements of the anime score because I think One Piece actually has one of the best like anime scores there is. They use it once. Oh, really? Yeah, when they first get the Going Merry, they start playing some of the like One oh. Piece anime scene, uh -huh. like reorchestrated. They, yeah, they play the opening. Yeah, that that makes sense. You could kind of tell. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of times where I'm like, okay, you should have just used like a rearrangement of the song that played in the scene in the anime. Yeah, but that's, I think, the weakest part of the whole package. I can't think of any um, other parts of production that are horribly misdirected. color grading? Oh, uh, d let me explain. You know, they use this subtle cinema tip. It's a, it's a tool for teaching you that all the, all the Marines are British. When they go there, it looks like London. It's just desaturated, <laughs> foggy. <laughs> See, I, I read it as like, let's try and color grade like Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they do have that teal orange in a lot of areas, um, the ever so popular. But ever, I, I was kind of cracking up every time they cut to uh, the, the Vice Admiral and on the, on the deck of his ship. It's just desaturated, foggy, low contrast. And I'm like, ah, yes, England, always. I was like, is it supposed to be day for night every time we're with him? It's so weird. <laughs> That's how the ocean looks. It makes oh. it all blue, but only for him. That's how the ocean looks when you're British. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like when you like you could you could make that complaint, Chris. But I've seen all of the Ramoni Kitchen live action films, <laughs> and this doesn't even hold a candle to how bad the color grading is in that. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. You've seen them? Yeah. I think the screen's a little too dark for that. In those. <laughs> <laughs> I think scene might be doing a lot of lifting in that sentence. I've been in the room while the TV played it back. Uh, there were a couple of times in this, especially like in Buggy's Circus, where I'm like, why is the scene still so dark? Oh, so we didn't have to build the rest of this tent. Yeah. Yeah, when they like run outside of his tent too, it's like, oh man, you did make half a street of broken houses. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then you experience the savings, but it's it's charming almost because of how well, like once again, how much they commit to it. They're like, we're sorry we couldn't spend any money on this. We have to build that restaurant later. <laughs> that place fucking rules. Yeah. It looks so fucking cool. It looks nothing like the restaurant in the anime. Oh, really? Like it, it looks it looks entirely different and much better, in my opinion. They built this giant fucking this is a restaurant at disney world yeah and a lot a lot of the sets have that theme park feel which really elevates it in my mind like you get that kind of theatric hyper reality type sensation from a lot of this but and i think it's best at, at barity yeah i think it did a really neat thing of like when they first get to it they have a a wide shot where you see a ton of ships parked and it was like oh wow this feels way bigger than it did in the anime hmm yeah, in the anime, it's kind of like the size of, like, a Denny's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's really weird that the set and stuff for it looks so good, and that feels like one of the, the things that was hurt the most by what they did with it this, in this adaptation. Hmm. Like, it's missing so much of what it used to have, and it feels really rushed as far as how they get Sanji. They did skip an entire arc there. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? So, Dan, re remember Don Krieg, the guy who Mihawk kills? <laughs> Yeah. Effortlessly in one scene. Uh, he's the villain of an entire arc and has like a bunch of guys. 
and they show up there and try to take the restaurant over. And that is like the most disposable thing in like the first, the chunk of One Piece this adapts, I think. Can we talk about how amazing that Mihawk entrance is? <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> ludicrous. I was crying. I would watch an anime about that guy. <laughs> how amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love how much they just commit to these silly outfits. Like, Dracul Mihawk with his ridiculous yeah. yellow eyes and gigantic <laughs> sword. Oh, it rules so bad. It. Dude, it's so good. I would pick that guy in any fighting game he showed up in. <laughs> When's he getting into Undernight? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I loved that. That and that's the exact leaning into the material thing of his intro stuff. That is like, yeah, parts of this look bad, but it's so fucking unbelievably funny and amazing and awesome as hell that he, they're just going for it with this guy, where he just slams the sword down and splits a fucking ship. Yeah, because the rest of it, there's like, it feels like their powers been constrained slightly compared to the anime, but with him, they're like, no. No, this is what they're headed towards. This is how insane yeah, I'm, this I'm gets. really glad. I'm really glad they're like, no, we do have some of that anime stuff. They're just not that strong yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even with the vice admiral, he throws the cannonball at their ship, right? Yeah, he does that. Yeah. I'm literally so much in shock. I'm like, did I, did I look away when he loaded <laughs> a cannon? What the fuck? It's just crazy that he's that strong, especially when he gets in the fight with Luffy and he punches the ground and there's this great earth shattering sound that comes out of it. I'm like that. That is the melee sound Chris and I want in first person shooters. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm so delighted we live in a world where this could have gone well. <laughs> it didn't feel like we yeah, did prior I, to watching this. Right? I really got a poke down crow. I was convinced that at best this would be something like that Bleach live action movie or the Full Metal Alchemist ones, which we described reviewing those as like an open casket funeral. <laughs> like you can identify the body by looking at it. Unlike Cowboy Bebop, where there's just a pine box full of salsa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think this is maybe the best they could have done without spending half a million dollars. And mm -hmm. they still spent a quarter of a million dollars, but they could have spent you half. You mean billion? Because <laughs> this yeah, is a quarter yeah. of a, a billion. I'm sorry. I was like, this thing is clearly tens of bills right? an episode. Hey, you want to play a fun experiment? Uh -uh. Watch One Piece, the Netflix, then go watch Miss Marvel, the show where they changed her powers to be less weird and expensive that cost more than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> I was ready to do the blessed version of this where I just go watch that JoJo live action movie because that's one of the few I haven't seen that are anime adaptations of live action be like, people talk about that, how good this is. I wonder if it's just as good as One Piece Netflix. I should go watch that and find out. But no, apparently I have to go watch Miss Marvel. <laughs> do people talk about that JoJo movie being good? People do. Huh. Yeah. I've never heard a single person reference it ever. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I see it referenced so little I keep forgetting it exists. Don't we have it sitting around here? I can't remember. Uh, maybe. <laughs> can't remember if we just bought a knife one day and yeah. said, someday. I feel like you would have done that. It's just <laughs> hidden in some pile. Yeah, I, I need to know. This has been my curse for whatever reason to watch every live action adaptation of an anime. I, uh, while watching this, I'm like, I'm so glad this is so great. This is great, like, first impression and stuff for One Piece. And, um, man, it would have been awful if that first Full Metal movie was my introduction to Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> At least with the Kenshin one, I can imagine if it looked good. <laughs> I actually really like what they did with the Kuro arc, because Captain Kuro in the original, mm-hmm. it felt like that whole thing was super distended and kind of bad, but they've really like condensed it in a way that's interesting. There is like a lot of bizarre shit in the original. Like a lot, there's a lot of weird shit in early One Piece because it's like, hey, guess what? The the author's never done a comic before, so there's growing pains. Mm-hmm. But I I wish they had kept the hypnotist because removing yes. him kind of removes the the plot element of how he faked his death in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really it's missing some things. Like I feel every one of these arcs they remake misses a few little things that really help them, like. We didn't really get into what Kuro's plan was in this version and why Luffy yells at him as much as he does at the end of it, where he's like, you gave up on your dream because his whole thing is like, oh, I'm going to kill my whole crew and then no one will know I'm Captain Kuro. I can just live here. And I feel like that's not quite as well. doesn't come across as well in this version. Yeah, (laughs) it's like I'm going to kill people and live rich as a king for the rest of my life. And Luffy's like, that's not what being a pirate is, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if there's anything this season covers, it's that Luffy has ideas about pirates that no one agrees with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That Kuro episode, though, like there were multiple parts because like we're in the spooky dark house with the cartoonish color palette and his ability and the effects they use for it, where it really starts to feel like a Beetleborgs episode. (laughs) He does just Tonito around. (laughs) (laughs) And not even really to much benefit a lot of the time. Yeah, no, he just does it randomly, which is why eventually Luffy could figure out what he does with his movements before he does it. Because there's no rhyme or reason. There's no surprising, I'm going to go this way instead. He's just an idiot who likes going fast. I hate this note I wrote. Luffy is actually kind of fighting like Luffy. It's pretty good. Frame of reference. DNO. (laughs) 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 Based on this One Piece game I played in 2005. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crazy. One Piece hasn't gotten a really good, like fighting game anytime recently they just get the pirate warriors games which i hear people really like but it's crazy they haven't gotten they got one of those shitty arena ones yeah some of the arena fighters were good but they were on the ps2 and they haven't done them since (laughs) oh they did they did one on the ps4 it's called one piece burning blood really what i thought that was another one of the rpgs they did no that that, that was that's very specifically the spike tune soft bad arena fighter huh crazy my notes for the uh, Kuro episode, especially like the, when he first, when Usopp takes the back entrance to the manor and runs into the staff and Clawador shows up. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, this looks like the future if Tim Burton won the culture war. I wish Marvel films looked yes. this weird. <laughs> yes, there really is a lot of Tim Burton in that. And I, a thing I do like a lot about the way the animate, I mean, the way this live action thing did the Kuro arc is... They made him like a slasher villain instead of just having the fight take place on a hill. Oh, yeah. The whole being stuck in the house thing, something exclusive to this. Oh, that's really cool. Like, mm. I, th- I think that's super neat, especially when the security system is a giant steering wheel like on a ship. Right. Like, that's really dope. Because in the manga and anime, his plan is I'm going to kill this girl and kill the entire town. Like, his plan is my crew is going to attack and kill everybody I'll miraculously survive and inherit her wealth and then I'll kill my entire crew and then nobody will know what I did. 
So a big part of it is, hey, there's this ramp, this hill that leads to the village, and we have to fight them at the hill to keep them from getting up this ramp and getting to the village. Oh, okay. It's one of those terrible arcs where it's like, Luffy went to the wrong hill, so everybody has to hold <laughs> off until he can get there. Yeah, if there's something this is missing was the energy of Luffy is his whole thing for the whole, like, East Blue was, I'm so OP, I could beat anyone here if I could find them. Well, yeah, they take that out on Zoro by throwing him in a well. <laughs> They're like, you're going to leave the murder house we're building up plot-wise. Goodbye. That is really great about those first few arcs of One Piece where they're just rolling everybody that shows up until they get to Mihawk. And Mihawk just rolls in on a boat and it's like, what's up? I'm what the back half of this is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, an another thing another thing in the anime in the Kuro arc is like Zoro can't just wash everybody because they stole two of his swords and he sucks at using one. <laughs> he's only oh. good at using two or three at a time. So he's stuck with one. And he's like, I can't do anything. Th I really like that. All my like cool that. moves require two. <laughs> it was a little disappointing when he started fighting the two subordinates. And I realized we weren't going to get that one thing we got in, in the original where he slashes the fat guy. But it turns out he's not really fat. He just had a big shirt on. <laughs> it was his super secret technique. <laughs> that's, that's an unhinged preparation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if you're going to survive a sword fight. <laughs> Man, I, I really do think the cast like nailed it, especially oh, yeah. in Yaki Godoy, the actor for Luffy. Like that... Mm -hmm. Everybody did a good job, but him and I think Buggy were the two standouts. Yeah. Buggy just brings, like, we, we mentioned, oh, he's the Joker, but he's Batman the Animated Series Joker. Mm. Where he'd get sick of doing his own bit and be like, just kill him. I'm, I'm sick of dealing with him. <laughs> like, he'd, he'd, like, fall out of character because he got annoyed. Yeah, he's like a Animated Series Batman Joker uh, fused with a fuckboy. Like, there's some sad energy about Buggy that's perfectly conveyed in all of these different moments. Yeah, they really do achieve pathetic with him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's his character, like, way later in the season. Because uh, th they don't meet again for, like, hundreds of chapters in the anime. The whole shit with Arlong capturing Buggy is not in the manga at all. Luffy just knocks him, like, across the planet at the end. <laughs> and, and, and he has to have his own arc where he gets his body back. Oh yeah, God. it's just him where he's got his head, his feet, and his hands for like a whole run of those cover stories. I mean, the it's least they great. did a little bit of that was yes. at the end of this being like, ah, I'm just the hands and feet. <laughs> but they meet again in Luffy and he's like, Luffy, do you remember, or Straw Hat, do you remember this really cool thing I did? And Luffy's like, no. And he just makes this really <laughs> devastated face and looks down. <laughs> I uh, when we finished watching this, uh, I was like, Bob, did they invent Alvita for this show? Because her powers seem non-existent. She was thrown away in the first episode, almost <laughs> outside of the tease at the end. That's crazy. And Bob's like, Nah, no. Nah. Yeah, she doesn't have powers. She's just kind of fat and has this big club. Yeah, she. So she, she gets beaten up in the first chapter. Okay, so not does she come back in? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. In fact, uh, she like exactly like what they set up at the end. She teams up with Buggy. See, that's the thing. I'm like, this could be an invention of the show because I'm betrayed by terrible live action adaptation. Here's our yeah. original character. There's nothing remarkable about them. And I'm like, that. thank you. You really contributed. <laughs> I don't think they invent a whole thing from Cole, a, a single thing from whole cloth. 
Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of anything they just like they change the context of what events happen in. They move pieces around. They take out some characters entirely for time. But I don't mm -hmm. think there's any like, here's a character that doesn't exist anywhere but here. I don't think they do that at all. And even when they do like cut something or skip it, there's like little nods or references to it like we've been talking about. Like like Kuro. There's a whole thing with uh, the hypnotist that they took out where he goes to meet him and he comes away and he's like shivering because Clahador does that thing where he pushes his glasses up with the palms of his hands. Uh-huh. And yeah, they point out that he does that because it keeps all of his sword fingers out of the way. Yeah, no, that was that was really obvious. Like once he has the sword hands, they, the first time he does it, I'm like, oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is really good. I wish they had kept Hachi, though. It's, it's bullshit. They cut Hachi. That's the one cut I'm actually really mad about. Hachi being Dan, an octopus fish man with eight with six arms that Zoro has a sword fight with. Yeah, since they took him out, we didn't get a cool end of season thing for Zoro to do. Um, is there a reason that he can't come in later? Well, he does come back, but it, it's weird without setting him up. Because hmm. he's like Arlong's guy. Yeah, he's like one okay. of his second in command. Gotcha. He's there with the, the karate fish man. <laughs> man, I'm also really glad that the fishmen are also practical effects. Yeah, those mm -hmm. those the makeup on every important fishman is really really good, and on the second tier beneath that, it's also pretty good. I'm <laughs> shocked. Usually, you see a faster drop off. Maybe that's my Planet of the Apes PTSD talking, but <laughs> I thought they did a really good job with all of the main fishmen on screen having really good designs. Like they really went in on this in a way I strongly appreciate. It's almost like they care what the audience has to look at that's on the screen, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, at least in the initial arcs I've seen, Fishman at some point being enslaved by humans wasn't mentioned. Is that something they add for this, or is that just later in the manga? Oh, uh, that's later. Okay. Okay, yeah, I wanted to ask that too, because I'm like, I don't think that was Arlong's beef originally. Yeah, uh, Arlong really came off more just a eugenists in the original <laughs> one. It was like, no, no, we're better. <laughs> Look at me. I'm, I'm all the stuff that a guy has and also some fish. <laughs> I, I'm bulletproof and you're not that pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm really disappointed they didn't do the scene where he gets shot with a cannon and grabs it in his mouth and bites it in half. <laughs> yeah, that would have oh, been yeah. kind of rough to do. I think I've seen that. The Arlong does a lot. Of, like you can't. Uh, I was like, how are you going to adapt any of these fights? You can. The answer is we mostly won't. We'll do like a more realistic thing that kind of that kind of evokes it which is the smart thing to do even mm. if it would have been really funny to see arlong try to do the thing where he launches out of the water nose first to try and impale you <laughs> <laughs> they did that a little bit with the karate fish yeah. man yes, which was fish great man karate yeah that was really sick <laughs> right once we hit arlong park there's the wilhelm <laughs> yes <laughs> no there was a wilhelm before then yeah. too there yeah was a they wilhelm needed two wilhelms the the, one wasn't enough <laughs> right Oh my God! Speaking of pitch perfect, Red Shoes Zeph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God. Him, his whole backstory, his appearance, the the actor, it was all phenomenal. It was. Also, I love how, in line with we we can't actually do this weird thing they did in One Piece. Yeah, no, Sanji still kicks people, and it's great. It it's is. a little less weird than it is in the manga. <laughs> yeah, except he still yells "mutton shot" and kicks a dude in the throat. <laughs> that's so good. It's, that's pretty good. Usopp's Firestar attack. Like, 
when, when it's in a cartoon, setting a guy on fire is jolly good fun. <laughs> when it's in live action, it's horrific. I think that it's funny that that is the most, like, one-to-one with the anime fight in the whole show. <laughs> that makes sense because it's Usopp. <laughs> it would have been great if they followed it up with the other part where after he's on fire, Usopp beats him to death with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he Usopp explodes and he falls down. Usopp's like, holy shit, I beat this this super powerful fish man. And, the, and he starts moving against and Usopp has this hammer and just starts going. <laughs> yeah, uh, Usopp's uh, actor was also phenomenal, too, because it's been long enough since I even like engaged with One Piece remotely that I couldn't remember Usopp's design at all. And I'm like, he definitely has the exact energy that design put off, but I can't remember. And then doesn't he have like a giant Pinocchio nose in the original? Yes, or something? he does. Because yes. he's, he's a liar. Because he lies. <laughs> Yeah, I felt slightly disappointed after Buggy that they didn't, like, go all the way and give Usopp the nose and give Sanji that ridiculous single eyebrow. Wait, Sanji has a single eyebrow? Well, well, yeah. well one of his eyes is always covered by his hair, so he has this weird curly eyebrow. Oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, and, the, and the secret behind that eyebrow was actually revealed after the time skip, <laughs> where he changes... <laughs> What eye his hair covers, and they reveal his eyebrows curl in the same direction and would look ridiculous if you saw. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing, dude. I just googled Sanji and it's showing both eyebrows curl the same way. That's great. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) it's messed up on the practical effects angle. Something I that they made that I never would have expected them to make, they made the fucking transponder snail that's a real prop oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. the, the, them committing enough to make those snails i i was clapping every time <laughs> yeah and, and you can hear me pause there because i was like what the fuck are they called in english i know in japanese they're called the dindin mushi what the fuck are they called in english <laughs> yeah it, it was really unsettling so about how this feels like tim barton won <laughs> the culture wars because <laughs> that that was the thing he would do he would yeah he would make shit and put it on screen like the material in this show. Like it opens up with the gold Roger sequence and he, he doesn't actually say one piece. And I was really bummed out. I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Here we go again. (laughs) But then like the next shot is shanks and I see the sword on his waist. And it's one of those ridiculous one piece swords where it's clearly a katana, but with like a, a cup, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like a it. cutlass handle. <laughs> they just built everything. They made all this random shit. And I'm like, oh, this is, it's good. Oh, I'm healing. My soul is becoming one again. <laughs> here's, here's the real problem with One Piece Netflix, okay? We're now open to the idea that these adaptations can not only be okay, but good or great even. No, I'm not. And that, that's just, <laughs> that's going to hurt the next time. It's just staggeringly bad. <laughs> No, you need like three more that are good before it undoes 30 years of them not being good. You, you, it, it, you, right now, it's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> right. Netflix is like, uh, next we're doing Naruto. Uh, uh, we're spending the entire oh. budget on just the Rock Lee Gara fight. What? <laughs> okay, maybe. Uh, that's maybe. smart. Yeah, that's <laughs> really <laughs> give that a shot. See, I'm thankful that Naruto has this thing blocking that from ever happening called every character in it would be a child actor. <laughs> they could just age him thankfully up. produces a force field yeah they, they could just age him up they're all 18 now which i was surprised going back to one piece um 
that which I did before we watched this was oh yeah all these characters are 18 or older like they are yeah. all young adults oh really huh. yeah oh and in some cases like Kaya's actress is much older than the 18 they're supposed to be oh yeah yeah, I, I so, like sites can't agree whether or not she's like. So I saw some sites say she's twenty six, and I'm like, okay, but this other site says she's forty three, and that looks a little bit more accurate. It's funny because shots in this. like most of the series, she's poisoned, and on the makeup <laughs> angle, they clearly lean into that. <laughs> and like, yeah, your your skin's very ashen. You look haggard. Uh, yeah, it was really cool to see when they bring her in for the uh, end of the first season. Please remember these characters. We will have a second season. We swear moment. Mm-hmm. Her makeup's redone. So that way she looks alive. You know, she she has proper skin tones and stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I genuinely wouldn't expect that of so many other shows. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah, this is how this character looks. No, idiot. <laughs> she was poisoned in every shot before this one. Something else at this point they didn't do enough of was um, in Nami's village, mm-hmm. that Scar guy. Yeah, the one that should have been played by the sword salesman from Tim and Eric's <laughs> billion dollar movie. <laughs> you did say that, yes. <laughs> in the original, he has a lot more backstory and he's like almost a father figure to Nami. And I feel like they should have yeah. done more with that. Like he had the, the whole pinwheel thing was from him. And that was woefully missing here. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that the Arlong stuff actually gets hurt the most. Like, I'm glad there's not a lot of VFX shots in this, but I would have taken a VFX shot if we got to see the... Well, well why are these fishmen scary? Oh, they destroyed this town and turned all the buildings upside down. Yeah, he does flip <laughs> the one, and that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, one more... Just even one more episode would have really helped with that, for sure. Yeah, I feel like they really could have used one more episode for the Nami stuff, because they... They have to just glaze by so much. I think that the something they change about it, which really makes it less interesting, is in the original, the town people know what Nami is doing, but they don't let her know that because they just want her to leave and go continue her life and not come back and try and save them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it really gives it more of emotional depth to it, I think. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So does her sister know? Her sister knows, yes. Okay. I was ready for you to say her sister doesn't exist in the anime. I was going to go, how? <laughs> how do you... I was actually really glad or happy with the casting for a lot of those characters. Like her sister uh, just being straight up a black woman was nice because it really emphasized, yeah, no, they're just a found family. They're not actually related. In the, in the anime, it feels like they all could be related, like they're drawn similarly enough. Oh, really? But they really emphasize that in this version yeah i was gonna say there's no reason to not cast that way in this because it's literally a found family um i i am i i'm just imagining the crazy anime fan who's having a meltdown somewhere over this detail that doesn't matter (laughs) well they should have read oda's fan questions that he puts at the end of volumes because in one of Mm. them he was asked uh if this took place in the real world what nationality would everybody be and that's how they cast oh that's awesome i was gonna say like i love like they he specifically said yeah usopp would be african i i love how much um 
like this cast is clearly like incredibly diverse and i'm reminded of uh what was it the adam conover factually podcast a youtube short came out of that where somebody's talking about the hollywood system and they're like i was in a meeting room and one of the executives i'm not exaggerating they said are we still doing diversity like it was a fad <laughs> like holy god but no yeah. i i love that about this and this is like why i would love a respectable version of tekken in a live action <laughs> film mm. i just love that sort of shit like i it makes your world feel real right it was honestly like uh this had come out and i had i, I had like 24 hours before i started watching it mm -hmm. and i sat down to watch it and i thought well i haven't had to see somebody link a racist screed about <laughs> luffy being mexican <laughs> So it can't be that bad, right? That would have been an excuse to just go off. <laughs> My God. Uh, one moment, I'm getting the signal, looks up in the night sky, <laughs> angry anime fan picture. See, see uh, all those people got chased off like one or two arcs ago in the manga when Oda started introducing trans characters. <laughs> oh, that is very smart timing. <laughs> Yeah, I was astonished we didn't see those those articles. Uh, oh my god, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, so once again, my my fucking grand theory on how to tell if whether or not an adaptation will be good holds true, which is if you see any article with a title with any variant of suck it up, they fixed it, it was bad originally, it's going to be a bad adaptation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's held true every single time. And the f and and the fact not only does the fact there weren't any of those articles mean obviously One Piece is good it means those articles are very obviously astroturfed and they didn't feel the need to do it for this. Well, also mm -hmm. at a certain point you're incentivized to get hate clicks mm -hmm. if that's your job. Yeah, if people aren't angry enough, you won't get enough hate clicks anyway. So why bother? Right. Um, as somebody with no experience with One Piece, I can't imagine an angle of this to be disappointed with aside from knowing very specific characters that didn't show up and not getting enough time with certain characters. Right. And that's mm. worlds better than any of these ever land. Yeah. Right. Especially when it's trying to do this much content. <laughs> yeah. It's trying to do like at best, like assuming you cut out all the openings and filler and everything from the, what they're adapting still twice as long as what they, the time they had. Yeah. You better not fuck this up. Netflix. You better not fucking cancel this for no reason. This is the, like the most successful Netflix show ever in terms of viewers, because sure, Stranger Things popped off, but guess what? Nobody outside of America gives a shit about Stranger Things. Is that true? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the world gives a shit about One Piece. It was the most viewed Netflix thing by a mile in like 87 countries. Yeah, they better keep going. I, I'm super curious to see how they adapt more arcs going forward and what they do with Tony, Tony Chopper. Is he practical? Yeah. Is he right? CG? Oh, God, Everyone's I, hope, so I hope he's a Muppet. Yes. Yeah, that'd be so good. He would be their baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. Considering that Chopper's already like the we sell merchandise of him. Right. Uh, it would be stupid to not just make like a puppet and be like, conveniently, he's always standing just behind something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say how much I love Nami's sister saying, bullshit, my sister has no friends. <laughs> oh my 
I did love how R-rated the language in this was. Yes. Only because hearing Buggy call the Straw Hat crew shittiots <laughs> yes. was the highlight of this experience. <laughs> Yeah, I cracked up real hard at that. I, I also appreciate how it jackknifes between funny comedy fights and brutally murdering people and things. <laughs> yeah, that right? feels authentic. Yeah. Like, there's just something about One Piece where they can go from, no, that guy is dead, to laughing about it in the next panel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, a lot of Zoro's fights in this were, were pretty bloodless. And by the way, the moment they called him Zoro out loud was the moment I unclenched. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this should be legally obligated to go back and change it to Zoro in every single volume they printed it as Zolo because of the stupid fucking four kids dub. Mm. They should have to go back and reprint them all. But like a lot of his fights were pretty bloodless and it seems like someone like forgot and then right before the Arlong fight noticed and flipped the switch. He started cutting those motherfuckers up. Yes, they started him out with him chopping a dude in two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was weird when he stopped doing that. And I feel like he only stopped for mainly fighting Marines. Yeah, he like front loads with visceral, brutal murder and then stops for a while. And then he comes back and he's like, it's okay. They're fishmen. And it's like, whoa, that's really racist. How <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? This is why Arlong is able to run an empire. Racist like you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to wrap this up. Are there any other anecdotes you guys wanted to slip in here before we do our summary reviews? Am I the only one who felt like the brim of Luffy's hat was like a half an inch too short? Oh, yeah. That that bothers, bothers me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Looking this up. <laughs> Bob, you should get the Luffy hat and wear it on stream. <laughs> When's One Piece month? <laughs> Oh, God. I don't think there's a good One Piece game other than those Pirate Warrior games, and they'll spoil everything. Uh, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I guess we could do that PS2 brawler. That was kind of fun. Which one I like do you know? that game. No. No, Um, Grand Battle. Yeah, that's it. I think they even localized that one originally and added more characters. Netflix, stop writing articles called What's Up With Monkey D. Luffy's Limbs in One Piece? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> now, Netflix didn't write that. The AI did. Netflix's mm. AI wrote an article <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Gotta hate the future. What do you mean Netflix has a, a mouthpiece news site called Tudum? What? Anyway, any other anecdotes? I think it's funny that the worst looking thing in the entire season is when they directly tried to do something one to one with the with the anime, which is Luffy axe kicking Arlong through the building. <laughs> that was great because <laughs> because they make it look exactly like the building in the anime, and like there's they, of course it's a VFX shot, <laughs> right? Yeah. When the rest of that area doesn't look anything like it does in the anime at all. That was the best part about it when they pull out and we're we're now we have entered Kung Fu Hustle graphics. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that CG house destroying effect was really bad. <laughs> yeah, that was just I, it was just it just stuck out to me because nothing else in the whole season looked like that. Yeah, I love the shots of him actually slamming him through the grounds and stuff and it, his foot going up through the ceiling. But when it comes to the wide shot of the whole building collapsing, I'm like, Heavenly Sword shows the PS3 is capable of amazing <laughs> visuals. <laughs> there, there was one like, oh, right, Americans are dumb moment in this. Yeah. Which is in the anime and manga, Arlong says he's gonna use Nami like where he when he has like the the saw blade around Luffy's neck, 
and Luffy gets more pissed than you've ever seen him up to that point. Like the art style changes to demonstrate how pissed he is. And all he says is, use, and then knocks the shit out of him. And in this, they had to add a line where he elaborates on what he means by use, and I'm like, I think people would have got it. And if they shouldn't, maybe they shouldn't have it. I think it's really funny they have him bring out that really cool sword, and then Luffy breaks it immediately. <laughs> like, there isn't a fight scene with the sword at all. It was a pretty cool looking sword, though. It, it was. Got it, man. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it. Uh, let's get to our summary reviews. Uh, this is where you get multiple sentences to summarize exactly uh, what you thought of the whole production, followed by your score, 1 to 10. We're going to go ahead and start with Bob. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. It's not exactly hitting the notes that all these arcs needed to, but it was still a fun ride, and I loved the casting and a lot of what was accomplished here. So I'm going to give it an 8. Dr. Agro. This was a miracle and if you grade it on the curve uh it just infinitely approaches perfection but uh, <laughs> outside of that context the editing was a little wonky uh it, it, it did feel a little rushed for the material they were covering this is great though it can be better in the future and i'm really really glad that this exists it, it is a strong seven chris this is so much better than I would have expected, even in the best case scenario. And I fucking love Inyaki Godois as Luffy so goddamn much. Even if every other part of this would was terrible, I would probably want more just so he would get to play Luffy more. So I'm going to give this an eight. Imagine you invited a child to come review cakes, plural, and it's his first time eating dessert at all. <laughs> That is how I feel here because I'm the only person who's had no experience with One Piece. And I'm like, this was stellar. I would love to watch more. God, I hope they make more. As it comes to, you know, live action streaming television series, this is really high up there in, in my opinion. I honestly am struggling to think of something I would rather watch. You know, it's a little better than Ted Lasso. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i gonna you know you can think whatever you want I'm giving it a 9 <laughs> like this was great um, Fair. I hope they don't screw it up next season well that's uh, giving it an average score of an 8 absolutely did not expect that <laughs> going in to watch this <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast uh, look forward to the next time they adapt uh, some good material into some live action material and how that goes because we're probably gonna review it